0: You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. And now, side B. Do you see Jay-Z dropping a title exclusive album this year? Isn't that the obvious move?
1: I'm surprised he didn't announce it yesterday. No, because he can get another press conference out of that. Like, I'm I'm trying to think. So that would actually be, that would actually bring some real danger to Jay like the entire album only on title. What I mean by danger is there would be pressure to release, like, okay, well, how many streams did you get in the first week? Like, we know those numbers. Like, that is now a thing, right? There's Billboard numbers, but we also, for a big album, like we heard it with Drake, we heard it with Kendrick, oh, did you break the first week, you know, streaming numbers and it's spotify numbers
0: man look chick do you remember i was thinking about that last night do you remember all of the hubbub with magna Carta holy grail do you remember that
1: i do and that's because he was able to get somebody to pay this outrageous number what is he gonna get samsung to sponsor uh, a million accounts for a month no oh that's a great idea actually
0: i'm <laughs> um, like yo but you I-
1: can't simulate streams like you can't pre buy you can't pre-stream streams. so like he's just got to be careful now will there be exclusive stuff oh absolutely and if he's smart i could totally see like i don't even like i gotta i gotta look more into title and who knows like because it's not like jay-z dreamed of title like he this he he went after this app this app existed by the way like he went after it and they rebranded it and like doing a thing and it's you know now it's jay's thing but It'd be interesting to see how this evolves because there are definitely ways where artists do lots of like, oh, I want to like lead up to – I want to lead up to the release of the album. Like here's a behind the scenes. Like if they get – Right now, all that stuff exists on YouTube. It exists in Instagram. Right. You see, like, smart, like, really savvy people are using Snapchat stories for stuff like this, especially if they have a younger audience.
0: Now you've got, like, you've got all these other, these Periscope and, was it Meerkat or something like yeah, that? Yeah, Meerkat. Pe- Periscope.
1: That's... Periscope is is the deal. Me- Meerkat looked really cool, and I, I've got it, but um, Periscope totally stole their thunder. Um, okay. Cause, okay. Cause that was, which one? Uh, I mean... Because Twitter owns Periscope, so what, ah. as soon as Meerkat got big, they immediately like shut down some of Meerkat's access to Twitter accounts and stuff like that. So like, oh, oh shoot! Because initially you could be like, oh, just you know, everybody who's on my friends list who has Meerkat, like I want to follow those people on Meerkat. Like Meerkat was so, piggybacking so, off of that, sort of what uh, Instagram was doing with Twitter, right? Right, and you know you can't do that with Instagram anymore. Right. Right. You can do it with Facebook because Facebook owns Instagram. So, like, right. Periscope, Periscope can do that with your Twitter friends. And that's what, and already, like, the numbers are trending towards Periscope. But, um, Periscope is really interesting. Um, you know who's really using, uh, stuff like Meerkat? Actually, I think he's using Meerkat mostly, but Questlove is really doing cool stuff with that. Like, like, behind the scenes of them, like, getting prepped for, like, the tonight show. And, like, you know, people are going to do interesting stuff with that. I saw, like, at South by Southwest, um, people were, like, you get these all, like, random, like, different views in the audience, because obviously people are are videoing concerts. But like, you could be like, oh, I want to see this person's perspective. Oh, I want to see this person's perspective. It's kind of interesting. But you could totally see a world where, especially for a bigger name artist that can afford to bank like Beyonce, even Rihanna maybe, but Beyonce specifically could totally have a thing where it's like, if you are a title subscriber, like if you have a title account and there's no free account, you can get a trial, but there's no free account. If you're subscribed to title, You'll be able to follow along the creation of my new project. You're going to have exclusive this and exclusive that. Like that really could be a powerful driving force. Now, will they use it that way? I have no idea. And then the idea of monetizing that seems really interesting. Now, what would be really, what I have no idea is, so if you do it, because they've talked about this exclusive content, like videos and stuff like that. Well, what do I get paid for a stream of a video that's mine? Right. Like, there's definitely this whole question of monetizing all this other work that artists do now, right? Because it used to be pretty straightforward. Like, I'm gonna go really, really old school. Like, but there was a world where the way that you communicated with the public, let's see, you were on you had music videos, yeah. which were straight up advertising, and actually you had to pay to get them made. Like that was definitely an advertising expense. But you sold albums, you put your stuff on the radio, and you would get you can get paid that way. And you sold merchandise at your concerts and you can get paid that way. Now it's so much like the interaction that artists have with fans, the build up, the lead up, the hype, the you have to cultivate this ongoing train of attention, right? Oh my god, yes. And monetizing that in a way that kind of and you can I, I haven't figured this out yet, somebody smarter than me will, but like there I think somebody will figure out how to have it so that casual fans can understand what's going on and hear about your album. But your biggest fans will be able to pay and get access to to get, to get a higher level of access to the artist, right? Yep. And they're not going to be like, you know, best friends chatting and, and like, you know, over text, like, you know, like every day or anything. It's not like that level of access. But it'll be like, oh, here I am behind the scenes at my concert, right? And you want to see it live as I'm getting ready. Great. Like, and then... Afterwards, they're gonna have a team that will have like the great that will have like choice highlights and cuts. Put it on YouTube and their other social media, and it's like, oh, you want to see more? Go here. Like, there's a way that that all works, right? Where you're using free services to advertise, and you eventually want people to pay for that. But the problem, even with stuff like Title, is that it's not truly like buy artists for artists. It's it's uh it's owned by a bunch of really rich artists, right? The more people use Title, the more that Alicia Keys and Jay Z are going to get paid, right? But, uh, but if they really were, de- if they are, if they really become democratic about it, and they really make it this world where it's like, oh, you can have fans sign up for this like thing, like that would actually be really fascinating. Like Armand, like Picture a World, you're really rolling out Kairos too, and you can sign up with Title, and one of the options is and actually Bandcamp should do this if they were smart. But like one of the options is, oh, you know if you if you want to pay for the the 499 a month add-on you're going to get like a t- like all this crazy exclusive access to stuff like there are definitely fans of artists who will do that like i think there's a lane there
0: Band, bandcamp is uh is supposed to be rolling out a a monthly subscription thing
1: but i think that's still to audio right
0: um they have they have it to where you can put video on directly on their mm, site okay. but there's some limitations right I,
1: I, I still feel like we're all feeling this out. And like. Totally. And I, I don't know if title's gonna crack it. I'm really pessimistic, but that's just because this just really feels like. I'm not gonna lie. Like, at this point, I'm kind of biased towards Jay, where like, I feel like this is an excuse to like. This is gonna be a punchline on his next album, right? Absolutely. I, that's why. That's immediately when I saw that, that's what I said. He's gonna get some C grade
0: Timbaland beats, and he's gonna rap about interior decorating and and doing his daughter's hair and. Something about titles, and I titled my title wave, wave. (laughs) Like it's gonna be something because it's it's never just what it is with Jay. It's always like something, something on the back end, something that benefits the Jay Z brand. And I mean, you know, when you think about it, most businesses move like that anyway. So maybe it's because we have such a bias with our music that you know it it feels it feels cheap in a way.
1: Well, I think that's part of it, but I also think like. I'm trying to figure out how I want to word my thoughts. Like, part of me wants to be optimistic that, at the very least, this represents another attempt at doing. How do we how do we crack this nut? Of it's clear that people have that people's habits have changed about what they're willing to pay for music, especially Mm -hmm. our generation and younger generations, and that is never coming back. So the question is, how does how do we how does musicians can still make a living? Because that is the objective, right? We want people to be able to make music. We don't want that to go away. We want for people to be able to look at the music industry, talented musicians to look at the music industry and go, "I can live my life that way." Yeah, right. We want, we need to make sure that that that, that happens. That is not why Jay Z is doing this, right? Jay Z is doing this. First of all, he thinks he can make a lot of money, right? But they're looking at this. I mean, they're not fools. They look at this and they go, "Okay, well." S- As streaming increases, I'm going to sell less albums, which means I'm going to make less money, right? Jay's trying to solve Jay's problem. Now, maybe it solves another problem on the way. Maybe we can benefit that way. But, like, everybody, please. Like, Jay-Z's trying to solve Jay-Z's problem, right? Like, he pulled the Samsung thing off last time. So, that kind of saved that. What's he going to have in the bag this time? Because Jay's got to make a lot of money. That's the objective. I believe how much I just talked about title. I told you. I told you. Because I still have another question. Go ahead.
0: So... On the flip side of that, you've got other artists, and you talked about this earlier. How indie independent artists can use uh, Kickstarter. Um, you know, we we did that with Kairos. Um, it was it was successful. So like now, there's two instances. I know there's more, but I'm gonna keep it hip hop. Okay. Worth the soul. Um, De La Soul and TLC both use Kickstarter to fund their album. Uh, De La Soul. Asked for 110,000. TLC asked for 500 grand, I think. Or they asked for 250 grand. They might have asked, for... Eh, I forgot how much they asked for. Nah, hold on. All right, so De La Soul asked for 110,000. TLC asked for 150,000. They do want to ask for half a million. That's crazy. So De La Soul, they met their goal in 24 hours. Yeah. They're already at, they're close to 200,000 right now. Right. TLC, when they finished, they made $430,000. Right. Um, how does that go into, I guess like, that's another alternate. Okay, I guess I'll ask you this. Would you want to see more artists, older artists, established artists who don't necessarily have record deals and aren't really getting thrown record deals and understand that they don't want record deals? Do you, do you want them to make, uh, to do these sort of things with their projects? Do you think this is like, a, this is good? <sighs>
1: Um, I think that this option of sort of having fans be able to invest money, not even invest, give money to like they can sort of really put their money where their mouth is to be able to say, yeah, I want to pay I want to pay this amount of dollar pay this amount of dollars. But I want to pay this sometimes incredibly large amount of money um, to help my favorite band get an album out. I think that, that I think that that's an interest I think that's a good play for some people, absolutely. I think it kind of takes advantage of what I was talking about before, this idea of look, like they some of the stuff I was scrolling down and reading, like, you know, you they had a twelve hundred and fifty dollar actually, what's their highest award? Right. So they had one one option was seventy five hundred dollars. Where in addition to all this other stuff got you got to do a professional photo shoot with TLC. Uh-huh. Two people actually bought that. There are two TLC fans in the world who decided that would be a dream come true for me and I'm going to spend $7,500 on it. Yeah. So Kickstarter is unlock- Kickstarter is one of these tools that now is unlocking for artists the-, the idea that there are some people who are super fans who will spend a lot of money.
0: Absolutely. I mean, you got people do that with wrestling. Right. Every WrestleMania, you're there. I don't know if you remember Vladimir, the guy from the 80s, like at front row, always there. Right front row dressed up like hulk
1: hogan like yeah absolutely there, there is brand loyalty totally or you know and so kickstarter gets to span the whole thing right where you get to look at it and go all right you know i just want to chip in a couple bucks because i you know i i think that they should make this then there's the the, then the a lot of these projects you see where it's like for roughly the cost of what it, what you would spend on the album anyway you're pre-buying it essentially Mm -hmm. right 10 15 bucks roughly they always have that tier and that's no accident right right they want for a casual fan to be go you know i like the idea i'd like to throw them some money sure why not right and kickstarter makes it feel kind of fail safe because you know you're like oh well if it doesn't make the if it doesn't make the the the, if it doesn't make the number then i get refunded you know i mean tlc and they're they're gonna get funded right that's not a problem Right. But then it gets to scale up, and you get to capture like all these different things. I mean, we did—was it IndieGoGo we did for for Kairos? Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And we we you and I talked forever. What should the tiers be? How high should we go, right? Yeah. And the more famous you are, and TLC was very famous, right? Even I mean, way more famous than De La Soul was, right? TLC yeah. was on a different level of fame than De La Soul. Absolutely, absolutely, right. So TLC was able to go up to seven thousand five hundred dollars, and they only had—they only said, you know, we only have five of these, and even still, they only got two. But you know what? They got two, like. That, you know, they uh two fans decided that was worth value for them, and so they're able to make that happen. So the real question is, like, so, right, so it's obvious that established, veteran, older artists who've been around for a while, who maybe aren't in the spotlight right now, Kickstarter can tap into that sort of fandom that used to exist, right? So was your next question going to be, what about other artists? So, um, like...
0: Nah, because I think, like, for other independent artists, like, yeah, you have to understand that you... There's a there's a there's a great chance that people are going to spend a, uh, an an, uh, an extra amount of money on on your project. Sure, absolutely, um, but there's a really good chance that a lot of them won't, and you'll have to rely on, you know, t-shirts and wristbands and you know alternate covers. I think Wale had so he had the three different covers. He had a hat. He had like a different tiers of stuff. So like, you know, we're we're seeing other artists do it, and I, I really don't have a question about. Um, uh, I guess smaller or lesser known independent artists because we've already seen you know what they can do and, and the potential that they have with those but as far as your already established artists who are like well we ain't making no money off of streaming so let's find a way to connect directly with our fans you know like I said Wale did it recently uh, Rihanna has done it Eminem did it um who Nicki Minaj did it there's a couple of artists who have like these tiers of of merch and stuff for their their closest fans to really 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 or their biggest fans to really really support them so i don't know i think right now it's it's interesting because like you said this is the great thing about it because you you have been ranting and complaining largely <laughs> <laughs> in this episode but the good thing about feeling stuff out is that you can try different things so just as important as it is to be creative in the artistic in the music you can also be creative and artistic in the presentation um, and how you deliver it to your fan base because um, pretty much the 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 floodgates are wide open you know you, it's it's nice to chart on iTunes and all that stuff that's great and you know so In order to get booked for shows, people look for that. Trust, trust me. They look for that and that stuff matters and blah, 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 blah. But if you already have an established fan base and you're looking to connect with your fans and you were tired of putting your projects on SoundCloud and Bandcamp and giving them out for free and all that stuff, because that's another thing I want to talk about. See, Just, see, do you still think the, the free mixtape works? That's a loaded word, mixtape. What do you mean? Well, okay, well, project, free project. Do I still So think? no matter what it is. So if it's if it's you freestyling over other people's beats or it is a full-fledged album that you have mixed and mastered and spent money on and instead of you selling it on iTunes you want to get your name out there so you're going to give it away for free. Does that model still work in 2015? Yes. Has the has the model cheapened because everybody's giving stuff away for free?
1: I don't think there's I would say that I think for me and this is just my opinion, right? What do I know? But like for me, I think the real lesson is that not everything is the same. So it's not that, okay, you either put it all out for free, you don't put any of it out for free, or you you know, I charge for this or I charge extra for this or I use this as a giveaway. It's that things that you have to like if you're if you're rolling on music, there's different things that you kinda of want to accomplish, right? So in some cases you know, Right, so that probably means that you're gonna have to have stuff available widely, right? That means you're gonna have to have a single on SoundCloud. It really just does. Like, or, I mean, to me, or in, available on Spotify for for free streaming. Like, people have to be able to hear it. Does that mean that your whole project should be on SoundCloud for free with a download button set next to it? No, not. I mean, not necessarily, right? So, and I think the depending on what kind of art you do, I think that there's just different sort of channels and there's different types of expression right so like here's an interesting example so take fabulous right you can go right now and you can listen to him he's doing freestyles on these old school beats and they're on soundcloud yep they've got dj clue drops on them yep which just and, adds to the nostalgia and he's rapping he's rapping he's rapity rapping right I that suppose. is freestyles. perfect that is exactly what fab should be doing fab can't get money for those and right that's totally fine because number one he has a fan base, he has a, a part of his fan base that loves this stuff. And he gets to stay, he gets to, people get to remember, yeah, fabulous is rapping. It's, it's people who, it's either people who remember who like, who used to really like when fab would really rap or people even who like, oh, you know, like his most recent one was shook ones, right? Oh, I love shook ones. Let me hear what fab has to say about that. Like in some, in some ways, it's, this is a small piece of the idea of fabs around and fabs doing stuff. And yeah. you're he, he doesn't need to charge for that. No, 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 no. Right. And he won't. And he won't because you can't charge for freestyles, right? right? So that that's so that's one thing, right? But then he just put out last year right young, the young OG project. Yep. And he he charged for that, right? And before he would alternate, right? He did some stuff where, you know, he's doing um well, a while ago, was it? That there, there is no competition, was that it? Yeah, it was there's no competition and then it was the soul tapes. The tape. soul tapes. Right. But then he's also putting out actual albums. Like I, I always point to Fab as a great example of here's somebody who by all accounts it should be done for, right? I mean Fab Fab's the peak of Fab's career was what? Like the peak? It's an interesting question actually. Should we do a should we do, do a, a retrospect? <laughs> <laughs> then someone's gonna say you gotta do a triangle offense retrospective.
0: I'm I'm down for I, that. Know,
1: I know you are. <laughs>
0: I am all the way down for that. I will listen to I will listen to Paul Kane freestyles for a week to to, to prepare. I'm totally
1: okay with that. But um, you know, by all accounts, Fab is not like a platinum selling artist anymore. But that's okay. He has just he whether intentionally or unintentionally, he's got this formula that works. Right? He can alternate between. He's got these different fan bases. He can alternate between them. He fluctuates between stuff that is paid, stuff that's given away for free. But generally speaking... You're not going to go more than 12 months without hearing something from Fab. And often, you're not going to go more than six months without hearing something from Fab. In some way, right? Fab is always kind of constantly out there, which means because he's Fab and he's still got this music, he gets the tour. And when he tours, he gets to do the classics, but then he gets to loop in the new stuff. Like, Fab is doing it, right? Right? He's not going to make be making Drake, but he's not trying to make Drake money. And he's not trying to be Drake. He's trying to be Fab, right? So part of it is knowing... What do you want to be, right? Is your objective to be as popular as po Like there's a spectrum, right? Where you can't assume that I'm going to, I mean, maybe you can, but like you shouldn't assume as an artist, right off the gate, I'm going to be incredibly popular and I'm going to make a ton of money and I'm going to be insanely rich and all this other stuff. Like that's, that's not exactly how it works. So like you kind of have to decide what is most important for you out of the gate. Is most important for you out of the gate to always make money? Like you feel, you know what? I'm not necessarily trying to get the biggest audience, but I want a loyal audience. You're going to craft your strategy in one way. If, you're, if your idea is, I want to get as big as possible, you're going to craft your strategy in another way, right? It's no different than like how software works, right? Facebook wants to be everywhere. That's why Facebook doesn't charge money. That's why they make money off advertisements, right? But like a piece like, you know, if you, you, know, if you make beats, I use Ableton Live, right? You, you pay for that. Right, they don't. Ha- they don't want to be everywhere. They want to have a small group of people who pay money for their software. That is a different business model. And I think it's really just that now there are clearly lots of possible business models. And there for for, for musicians of all whatever you do, whether it's hip hop or R and B or something else, right? There's lots of different idea of, of possible business models, and we're still trying to figure this all out. So there's no one answer. It depends on where you are in your career and what your goals are. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right.
0: You're right. You're right. Some people just kind of see where they where they are. You know what? This is who I'm going to be, and I'm going to ride this comfortable lane. And I think Fab is a is a, an amazing example of that. And in this in this world of you know be the best and number one, and you know sometimes you find your thing and you and you hit cruise control. And if you're okay with that, fine. You know, but I I always think that like a lot of and I was even thinking about this like. We listen as artists we listen to fans way too much. What do you More mean by that? Should? Um we want the we want the fans to tell us how to be artistic. And there's a certain artistic there's a certain level of art that like the artist has and that's why they're artists. So it's why you have people who are There's a really good article, it's a really interesting article on Rapzilla about Kendrick Lamar, and and I'm I'm so finished talking about Kendrick Lamar's album, even though there's like four different episodes we could have had about it. I'm just, I think it's been talked to, talked about. I, I'm just exhausted talking about it, although it's a very interesting album. Um, there's an article on Rapzilla that talks about um, um, if Kendrick Lamar made a, uh, if To Pimp a Butterfly was like a Christian album or if a Christian artist made it, then it wouldn't get accepted because uh, a good chunk of of Christian hip hop's fan base doesn't understand like you know um, uh, how to creatively express yourself. They want it to be A B C D E F G, and I agree with that. And I think to the reason why I bring that up is not necessarily to target the, the Christian audience, but just to use it as an example. Where like you want your audience, or your audience wants you to sound like something. They always want you to do something. They want you to sound like this, and you should do it like this. And what if you tried this? But they're not around you all the time. So because they're not around you all the time, they're not privy to what, what, what is inspiring you, how you're growing and, develop as, growing and developing as an artist, as a human, what you're listening to, what, what's affecting you, how you're dealing with your emotions. All they know is that you make really good music and they want you to keep making really good music. So I'm not saying don't listen to them in terms of keep your ear to them and understand what their needs are and, and, and what you need to talk about. But how you present it, I think that's largely, I think though the, though the audience has a say, I think the artist should have a greater say. And I think a lot of artists, because we're so very insecure and insensitive and we're, to a degree, a lot of, there's a level of people pleasing in it. Otherwise, we would just make music in our, in our bedrooms and we wouldn't put it out. There's a level of people pleasing that we want and that we, and that we desire. Um, and sometimes that drives us and it shouldn't drive us. That's what I mean by that.
1: I disagree that I mean, I just disagree with the whole notion that somehow Christian hip-hop fans are, are any different than, like at a broad level, are really that much different than any other type of fan. I think human nature is that people want music that they can easily relate to and that isn't complex. Um, Kendrick took a huge risk, and I still think it remains to be seen if he took the right risk. He certainly certainly paid off in first week sales, and it certainly paid off but I don't know I don't know if I'm 100 percent convinced that long term he made the right decision. I know I'm in the minority there. I don't think it's any act. Look, you can look at any artist when they get more cha- when their work becomes more, I'll use the word challenging or when they go more left field or when they do something different, they aren't rewarded typically.
0: Not. Nah, I mean, you look at um, even like I think Lupe is a great example of that.
1: Well, he just stopped making good music. I, I-, I think Kanye is a good what? example of that. But <laughs> And you would argue that Kanye stopped making good music.
0: But he absolutely did. <laughs> Um, I don't. I don't need to hear you grumbling and moaning and auto tune over, over uh, very loud 808s and, and screeching. And no, I'm good. Um, I, 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 it, it's a very thin line because even the statements that I'm making, they all have. They're all contingent. So the, these aren't. This isn't law. You know what I'm saying? And I think one thing that we we need to stop doing with art is that there's a lot of rules that can be broken. With art, it doesn't necessarily mean that like it's good to follow these you know these steps and parameters, sure um, and and there's a there's a level of freedom that you get when you have boundaries and rules, and you know what I'm saying you you, you establish something. so I'm not saying that, but what I am saying is is that like sometimes we get so gung- ho stuck in this is what art should sound like, and this is what music should be, that you know then we get mad at the stigma of, you know, what we've become. We want Nas to make another Illmatic um, or we, I'll just use Lupe since we're talking about it. We want Lupe to make another Food and Liquor. So he's like, all right, Food and Liquor too. But it's completely, it's different from the standpoint because even though Food and Liquor and especially The Cool, I think The Cool was, um, even though it was very like, um, I don't want to call it deep, but it was very layered in its content. So, you know, one thing meant like four different things. At it's at its core you could understand the concept of the album even with Sepimba butterfly at its core if you sit down and listen to it you can understand what the concept of the album is you may not get everything until you listen to it 10 15 20 times the life of the music um, it's a with, risk it's a bet it's a it's a extreme risk cuz i'm saying like then you got Lupe who dropped you know t- Tetsuo in youth and you i mean like there's theories that you have to play the album in reverse, to understand, like, that's too much, that's way, you're, you're, you are looking at people who, um, God, All Day was the greatest song in the world on Monday at the Brit Awards, the CDQ comes out, like, a week later, and nobody's talking about it two days after that, and you want people to play your album in reverse, or you want people to sit down and like digest and dissect your album and get all these other things like that's that those are those rapper things that we talk about a lot
1: right but what's funny is like there's part of it too is like it can really be as simple as the more high concept you're doing that that your art is the more you think the more that you expect people to really digest it and do it over and over again man you i'll 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 pick up i'll pick at rappers first your beats better be really good and you better have really good hooks and like the song itself not the concepts like like the song itself has to be fantastic i agree and that's lupe's problem
0: i agree you you have to you have to at at the basis level you have to um appease the the
1: the musical senses of your average listener or just your no no no. you have to appease the musical senses like it's not that the dumb are intrigued by the drum it's that the music has to sound good somebody's been listening to master killer <laughs> no it's it, the music has to sound good
0: Right, no, absolutely. Part of
1: why to pimp a butterfly can be rewarding for multiple listens is because it's a world-class MC with incredible musicians who've made a very dense and very challenging album, but ultimately, and yes, it's not as pop as Good Kid Mad City is, and I kinda dang it for that in a certain extent, and I kinda wish there was a little more of that, but it's still a really, really good album, maybe a great album, right? But that's because the execution is off the charts. Right. If you're making, if you you could be rapping, you're just like like you're doing incredible stuff with rhyme schemes, and but you know what? Let's be. It's music. If the if if the music isn't great, and if the hooks aren't making people come back, like you're really asking a lot. Yeah. Agree. Agree. Okay. Agree. 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 You got me all riled up. Obviously. <laughs> no, I just think it's this like it becomes this thing where it's like, oh, you know. You, you know, you didn't really give it a, you didn't really listen to it. No, because it wasn't good. Like, I- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's this the isn't, thing. We talk- uh, this isn't class. That's the thing. we.
0: That's the thing we talked about with um, uh, how people are like, how they kind of get pompous with their music. You know what I'm talking about? Um, how they get pompous, like, oh, well, you didn't understand To Pimp a Butterfly because... You listen to Future and you listen to Rich Homie Kwan and you listen to the Migos and these other artists who aren't nearly on the, the intellectual level Bruh. of Kendrick
1: Lamar and September
0: Butterflies. like,
1: you listen to both. And there's nothing, honestly, there is really nothing wrong with preferring one of, with, 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 lis- with wanting to listen to Future and Rich Homie Kwan than to listening to Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick not or uh, Lupe because hip-hop is really interesting in this way where there is a certain contingent of hip-hop fans who, for whatever reason, hold hip-hop to a standard that other music isn't held to. Like, people don't look down, at least not really that I hear, people don't, like, if you're a popular musician, if you're a pop artist or even if you're, like, a rock artist or whatever else, like, it's not like people listen to it and go, yeah, but are you really talking about, like, the troubles that people are going through? Well, I mean, and, and even this, back to the title, the, I
0: saw a complaint of, well... How come all these people didn't come together for Black Lives Matter? Because there wasn't money involved. So, I mean, and and then that poses the question of, Do and I think we've talked about this, do you expect your artists to be like social commentators? Because some of those, because keep it real, some of those artists, when all that was going down, they were very vocal on social media. Sure. Hashtags and pictures and all that stuff. They were very vocal. But, you know, did they do what Jay's doing right now? Did they... Like, did they hold some sort of press conference? All they had to do was hold a press conference. And, and I'm not holding them to this because, but hypothetically, theoretically, they could have held a press conference with those same artists, said that we don't, we don't appreciate the injustices that's going on, yada, 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 blah, 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 you know, sign some sort of like fake declaration or just not even fake. There some was a lot of, of signing
1: conference. going on at that press yeah. conference. And I'm I, like, I, what I are, the are the you picture? signing?
0: I don't know. The people said it was an Illuminati ritual. That's hilarious.
1: Um. There's no Illuminati. You, people get over it. You
0: sign. You you sign or you sign some sort of declaration that says that you you will pledge to
1: you know whatever 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 <laughs> whatever like you know, or right. Uh, you know I'll tell you what. Uh, like, why isn't, why aren't they donating some of these extra profits for the first month to, I don't know, some cause that people care about right now? Or why not hold a benefit concert for, like, um, people could come with all sorts of stuff like that. There's always this perception that, like, why aren't you doing more? Yeah, I mean, Yale probably turned a lot of people off. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, gotta bring it back to Wyclef, huh? Of course, of course. it's always, it's, it's, it's Wyclef spoiled We gonna do a Fuji, we gonna do a Fuji's retro? No, we're not. No, we're not. We could talk about the carnival. No, we can't. We talk about pros.
0: No, we can't. <laughs> I'm not even like, no. Just no. We could
1: talk about Laura? Nah. That's actually an interesting retro. What, what I mean, cause I'm one of the few people in the world that doesn't love. Me. I'm one of the few people who doesn't either. That alone is a conversation.
0: Wycliffe, we could do, Fuji's we could do, Nah. We could do a retrospective on just solo albums. John Forte. I mean, there's a <laughs> grab the mic and watch you swing this way. See? Anyway, I mean, but we trying to stay alive as a classic, so that's different. That's the only thing I'll give Clef a pass on is we trying to stay alive, classic. It, we, we, we
1: you just, it. you just not, you just totally discounting his work on anything Fuji related.
0: Yes, except Fuji, <laughs> except the beat for Fuji La. Even he starts something. We used to be at number ten. Now we're permanent. Nah, I've never been a Fuji's fan, and,
1: ever. And yet, you know every word of that verse.
0: Well, Fuji, because Fuji La is a dope record.
1: <laughs> it's all, it's, it, it's all adding up here
0: these are dope records so, I mean you know like I ain't no hater I just don't like Wyclef well we just really went all around
1: the world there um, anything else you want to talk? <laughs> what else are we talking about nah I think that I think that's it oh I wasn't going to talk about Action's album I guess let's wait until next week huh yeah Man, you're killing- you were right I was like nah 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 we'll talk about title for like 20 minutes and then we'll do this and then we'll nope yeah. it's because again it's such an interesting
0: conversation that goes down so many lanes right. and I know us <laughs> like it, like it. Just it wasn't going to. Like it was just very easy to go
1: down those lanes. Very easy. So yeah, man. All right. Well, we we we, we were talking. We we sort of real quick. I just want to make sure. So we covered everything we want to talk about. We were talking about. Um this idea of you know you really have to you know some people say oh well you really got to like listen and you, you you go with everything you said there you, you didn't feel like you left anything out uh nah
0: just listen okay. to who you want to listen to make form your own opinion enjoy your, enjoy the music that that you like that that inspires you that gets you through your day that entertains you that speaks to you and and rock out you know like do you, do you're you? not this go, go ahead.
1: ahead No, go ahead go ahead
0: so you're not the, you're not like a better person because you listen to a certain type of hip hop.
1: Do you uh, do you think hip hop has a unique sort of obligation to be more socially aware, to be political? Um, yes and no.
0: Mm, OK, explain. If you if you make the choice to if you make that choice, then yes, you have an obligation. What do you but, mean by make that choice? So if you if you decide if you decide that you're going to use your music for the the betterment and the uplifting of people and to educate them, then you better uplift your people and you better educate them. The your level of like you said, like the music, the quality of it has to be there. But you the quality of what you're saying also needs to be there as well. Um, but I'm, I'm not one of those people. I'm not expecting Jay-Z to raise my kids. Like I, I use LeBron James as an example. If my son looks up to LeBron James and he's this horrible person, um, but he's a great basketball player, I'm not going to get mad at my son for studying his game tape because he's a basketball player. Yes, he's in the spotlight. Yes, he has all this. Yeah, but like he didn't ask to, I'm going to be the social ambassador. He made the choice to be that, um, But at the at at its root, he's a basketball player. I don't and I don't expect anything other than him than to play basketball. You know what I'm saying? So I I think like if you do any, if you do anything extra, great, wonderful, more power to you. That's dope. But you don't have to. That's my job as his father. I'm saying, so. No, I expect, I expect musicians to make great music and whatever concept that is. Okay. So if you, if you just, if you just want to, if I just want to be sappy and listen to good r and you just talking about relationships and stuff, make sure it's good. Make sure it's good and I can enjoy it. Then that, that's fine. I don't need you, I don't need you to make a what's going on. You don't have to, but if you do, great. But if you don't, that's fine too. But if you say, yo, you know, man, the, the, the community is messed up and we don't do this as a people and yada, yada, yada. But then you make songs about, you know, tear the club up, F these hoes and get money and shoot niggas. Then you're, you're contradicting yourself. Then I have a problem. Okay,
1: so that's the, that's the notion of do musicians have uh, an obligation? Do you think that hip hop is un- sort of has some sort of special, unique obligation?
0: Um, that's a good question. Um,
1: I can tell you, I think the answer is no. I say honestly no but I no, also but come from a different era. I think that if you came up on that very specific time in hip hop. If you came up on that late 80s early 90s right Public Enemy era. Mm-hmm. I suspect you may have a different opinion. Absolutely because it
0: did it did a lot for you. Right. My DJ my DJ's that way, right? He, he, he's completely on that like I'm not going to tell you the album that he wants me to reference but he wants me to make an album that sounds like one of those albums conceptually. From from that era, so bad.
1: We can get death certificate too. Look at you, look
0: at you. Why are you? Do- You're st- oh, get out. Was I right? Was that- yeah, you were. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he wants me to make death certificate 2 so bad. Mm. And I get it. I totally get it. Um, but no, like hip hop and music at its core is just just it's music. It's music, and and music has a lot of power,
1: but it also doesn't have to have a lot of power. All right, so. Y- now I've set you up for the final question. Christian hip hop artists have a unique obligation. Yes. Now, why is that any different?
0: Um, because we are mission oriented as Christians.
1: Is that true? Yes. All Christians? Yes. Okay. That's interesting.
0: Absolutely. We, we, have, an, we have an obligation. It's not a, a works based obligation where we have to do it but your convictions and, and, and your relationship with God should lead you to want to preach the gospel in your music. Absolutely. So that's why I get upset. I don't get it. See, now you're going to let me go on this. Don't, why nope. are you doing this? We supposed to be off the air, yo. Like you, and, and, and again, I don't like this. People and people ask like when you, I really don't listen to a whole lot of Christian hip hop. I don't. And part of, part of that is the Christian hip hop that I do listen to is mostly from my friends and I'm biased and I think my friends make incredible music and I know their lives so I can hear what they're going through and conversations that we've had. So I enjoy that more than just some other guy. And then also, I think a lot of people try to sound like other people, yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. But that's a totally different conversation. I don't listen to a whole lot of Christian hip hop. But when I do, when I do, um, my my problem is, is you serve the God of the universe, you serve the author of creativity and that's what you come up with? If you had unlimited access to, hey, maybe you're not saying, maybe you're saying something very simple because I believe the gospel is very simple, but you can say it in a creative way, a unique way, a different way. So all my, all my friends, Taylor Gray, Spazzy Rocket, like Sean C. Johnson, all these dudes, they say the same thing, but they say it in creative different ways that's dope to me. And, it, and, 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 and I get inspired from that. And, and I get challenged from that. And that's great. But like, I don't hold Jay-Z to the same sample or the same example that I hold other Christian artists to. Because he doesn't, he doesn't have that conviction. He doesn't have that conviction. His sole conviction is to make money. And that's fine. But we get mad when he's led by his convictions. But you should be led by your convictions. And if your convictions and, 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 and to take that a step further, like if that's I'm, I, I'm I'm too frustrated to even answer this question. Well, like you should be should. I believe that there should be. I believe that if we serve a God of creativity, a God who creates, if he created heaven and earth, then that means creativity is at his feet. You could do whatever he could do, whatever he wants. If you serve a guy like that, like you should be we should be totally setting the ch- everything. We should be the first to respond when anything happens. We should be the first one to set the tone before something happens. But often the church is, is chasing after what's going on. Oh, this is what y'all doing now? Y- this, y'all doing the Kanye thing? Okay, let's do that. Oh, y'all doing the Drake thing? Okay, let's do that. Oh, y'all doing the Weekend thing? Okay, let's do that. Y'all doing the 2 Chainz thing? Okay, let's do that. Um, 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 this is going on in the community? Uh, uh, we, gotta, we gotta have a meeting. We gotta figure out how to, like, just Respond. You should already be ahead of the curve so when that stuff happens, you're not being reactive, you're being proactive. Not to say being proactive is bad, but you should be as reactive as you are proactive. Or you should be as proactive as you are
1: reactive, I mean. Are, so aren't you really then setting Christian hip-hop artists up for failure? You're holding them to a standard that you've just... No! Because you're, no you're holding them to a higher standard than all other hip-hop artists. Yes! So it's, it's always going to be more difficult for them to make for 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 christian hip-hop artists no because not only do they have to do what is actually really difficult to do which is to make really good music but they also have to have their message right they can't just go ahead and make a future record or the next future record they have to make something that is preaching
0: no you have to define a future you know no 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 okay i no, no 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 you don't have to preach
1: Okay. You have if you to listen.
0: If you listen to, if you listen to, Spaz- if you listen to Spazzy Rock's mixtape that he just dropped, The Hours Spent Loving You, it doesn't preach at all until like the, the end. And it's not even, and the two songs aren't even preaching. I just say they're, they're, they're heavily centered on, on, on gospel. But the, the beginning of the first, I think four track things, a six track EP, it's just, it's talking about relationships. Okay. And it's great. All of a sudden, it's dope. It's very dope. It might even be on my end of the year list. With all the stuff that's coming out right now. So no, you don't have to. I think that's one thing that people have to understand. No, I don't want my Christians to preach. You don't have to preach per se. You don't have to say, yo, Jesus is the answer. Uh, Like, no, no, you don't have to do that. No. But whatever you do has to be excellent. It should be good. It should be, it should be a, even if I don't like it, I should be able to hear the excellence in it. Okay. I, should, I shouldn't hear you being Drake Light. Can it
1: be frivolous? Define frivolous. Can it be not serious? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, no, we, like, Christians can't, you, you ain't got, like, ah. Jesus laughed. <laughs> Jesus was <laughs> hilarious. If you read the Bible, he's a funny guy. So nah, you can totally, you can totally have fun you can talk, to- to- absolutely, absolutely. But it's got
1: to be excellent.
0: It's got to be good. It's got to be really good. It's got to be good. Yes. Okay. Yes. And I don't think that's a bad thing. Make good music. So then you're not holding Christian hip-hop artists to a higher standard. I am holding Christian hip-hop to a higher standard because I'm not... <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> we're not, going in circles, man. <laughs> I'm not... Ex- when I say when I say at its core, it yeah, it should be good because... The problem is, is when I say good, great and excellent, it's almost like I could I can imagine some people looking at this tall building and saying, oh, my God, I can't scale over this. No, if you serve a God of excellence, if you stick close to God, then excellence will become second nature. And it's just what you do. If you're called to do something, I believe there's a certain level of uh, of of like how some people can just pick up a ball and just play. Not to say that you don't need training and not to say that you can't go to class and go to school for it and not to say that you can't practice and get better. But like you pick up a ball and just for whatever reason, you have a certain foundation in, in basketball. You just, you, you're just good. Um, I just believe that if, if it is your calling to serve the Lord with your music, I believe that there's a certain level, a foundational level of like dopeness that you, you're just privy to. And I just, expe- I just, I just expect my Christian art to be, be at that level. I do.
1: I can't say I agree with you, but that's not surprising. Um, <clears throat> okay. You feel good?
0: <laughs> I, you know what my problem is? I'm hungry. And today is, is Dollar, uh, Dollar Burger Tuesdays at one of my favorite restaurants. And You're having a
1: Snickers moment right now. Snickers, you can I, sponsor Clock Radio Speakers. Yo, um,
0: Snickers, holler at me, man. <laughs> holler. I love Snickers, yo. I love the peanut butter Snickers. I love Snickers ice cream bars. Like, I, I, will, I will be all on Instagram taking pictures of Snickers <laughs> in different ways that you can make Snickers and eat Snickers. And, and wear Snickers T-shirts and spend Snickers money. So holla at me. <laughs>
1: uh, all right, man. Uh, anything
0: else you want to talk about this week? Uh, nah, I think the title conversation was more than enough.
1: All right. Well, as always, uh, please use the hashtag Speakers and let us know what you think. Uh, thanks to 4th District for hosting our stuff. Um, please, everybody... Uh, don't forget there's a week left roughly actually by the time you're hearing this probably less, less than a week to get your official clock Ready speakers t-shirt. You can grab it at clock There's a link at the top and, uh, anything you want to plug? Nope. Nope. Keeping it nice and quiet. All right. We'll, uh, we'll catch y'all later.